This morning I have with me Teresa Stanford. Teresa is the founder of Test Stanford Interior Architects. Uh, Teresa, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Tony. So, Teresa, um, the first question I'd like to ask you today is, could you tell us a little bit about your own story, how you managed to find your way into the wonderful world of interior architecture? Right, so Tony, I started out, I think, very young. I think I was about six or seven when my obsession with space started. Okay. I drove my family mad. I used to lie on the, you know, bedroom floors in, yeah. in throughout the house or the living room floor, look at the ceiling footprint above and then decide where the furniture is going to move and then everyone got back and everything was moved. So <laughs> This is six years of age. They're six, about six, seven, yeah. Always obsessed with making things look better. So right. if I wasn't happy with how some rooms laid out, it moved and it yeah. changed. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it moved on to Lego, and uh, very quickly. And I was unhappy to play with the small Lego, so I had to play with the big Lego. <laughs> so straight away, I'm 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 up there <laughs> with my siblings. Um, my sister um was a few years older than me. We were probably around seven years, and she was probably ten, and we were building houses that were like couple of feet long spent two months get up at six o'clock in the morning okay. spent two months designing these houses I mean they were you really? know serious kick-ass <laughs> Lego houses <laughs> and uh, I would always do the inside so it's all split levels and how people moved around the space and the front of my house looked crap and then my sister was obsessed with how the front of her house looked and nothing was happening on the inside then we'd swap over I'd do her inside she'd do my outside two months later we'd have it finished so you were you worked together but we're also we together, competitive yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. And then she became an architect. Right. And I went into interior architecture. Very good. So very interesting. That's how it started. Yeah, it's a great story. Right from a very early age, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you progressed up along through your teens and managed to find your way towards towards college. Yes, yes. I went to art college and thought drawing pictures was much more fun. Okay. Than school. And, um, and then just progressed into interior architecture. That's just where I wanted to go. And then um, moved to London. So I was trained in England and then moved down to London. Worked there for 10 years. And really? And moved back to Ireland. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm. So that leads us to, uh, to, to your own interior architecture practice, practice, which is based in Limerick and in London, specialising in branded environments, hospitality in high-end retail. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since you've launched your own practice. Um, lots. I mean, I do a lot of work. Um, I kept in touch with a lot of the partners over in um, from my London days. Yeah. So and some of those were actually based down in France and some in the States. So I've literally worked all over, been blessed, worked in the most amazing places on some amazing brands. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so people of Disney, Sesame Street, really? all sorts. And then here, you know, moving down to last year doing Morrison's Bar and Kitchen in Bally Simon. So I'll do pubs, um, then retail, so Garrett's. Garrett's Butchers, yeah, of course. The projects you, you, yeah. you really enjoy working good fun. on. And, uh, and down to doing a church in Kilkee and currently working on a hotel, um, bar, restaurant and snub, which is coming up in Clare soon. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Very, very exciting. So it's, it's varied. It's always varied. Very much so, and it's international experience that you have. I'm interested in, in hearing um, a little bit about Disney and, and the projects that you, that you would have worked on there. Superb brand to be working with, no doubt. Absolutely, and, and it's fun. So the, in the TV industry, it's, you know, Disney, Sesame, whoever it is, it's, it's all good fun and it's, and it's very interactive and it's, and it's child, you know, it's childlike. I mean, I met the Cookie Monster and it was oh, really? the best day I've ever had at work. Okay. So, you, can't, you, can't, yeah. you can't knock it. Disney then would be someone who would spend, you know, a massive amount of money invest in 
these were exhibition stands and my part in those projects was literally to come up with ideas and I would be given a brief and they would literally say go mad the mm. budget's huge go mad just be creative really? and have fun that doesn't always happen but of course. it's fun it's so you have complete creative license really yeah yeah fantastic yeah. okay very good so Teresa the Tess Stanford Interior Architects brand your, your core message of in naturally inspired captivating spaces I'm intrigued to learn a little bit more about what that what that means Okay, so the naturally inspired bit comes from um, colour inspiration and okay. I believe all um, colour palettes exist naturally in our environment, on land, underwater, it's all there for us and that's, that's huge in, in, in my work and evident as well. Captivating spaces um, is more about um, consumer experience. So I believe that as designers our vision is to translate our client's story um, and we're there to be their voice. Um, we're storytellers of whatever their product, service or brand is. Um, and that interior should be an extension of your brand culture. Very um, true, very and true. And it must speak to your target demographic and your market. Um, and it must evoke the personality of the brand. Um, if the consumer can feel the brand, then our job's done. Sure. And, and that's, that same process applies whether that's an exhibition space, a retail church. environment, a church, church. a restaurant, it, it's the same yeah. thing. So you, you're Absolutely, if you're a restaurant or if you're in retail, so it's either a product, a service, or, and that all falls under a brand. Um, you need to have that personality come across. It's all about how people feel. Sure. I believe interior architecture is, and your, your vision is to translate um, what the client wants, but to make the customer, allow the customer to feel what the essence of your brand is all about so that they experience it, they feel it and they want to come back again. Yeah, very it's all good. about making money. Very good. And we can see that you have a passion for digging very deep and really understanding that personality of the, of the client. Yeah. Rather than trying to just influence a design that you like, you really need to understand their customers, what's important to them, what their value proposition is. And that's your starting point. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you finish a space, so say it's a you know, it's a restaurant, that client's invested heavily. Sure. And you've coached that client into how much they need to invest to, you know, get a return on that investment. Um, therefore, you, you have to stand by what you're doing. You Is have to think about who's the target market. Sure. What are they going to feel when they walk into the space? And are they going to come back again? Sure. There's many, many aspects to it, but essentially you have to stand over a project. And if they're making money afterwards then it's work. Job done, very Job good. Done. So Teresa, to any businesses out there today, um, what do you believe are the main ben benefits that a business can achieve from activating their brand internally? Well for me, I hadn't done it for years and wanted to do it um, and eventually got around to doing it last year with yourselves. Um, it's most important to figure out who you are and who you want to be. Um, the workshops I did with yourselves helped me to identify what I want, uh, wanted the brand to be and mm. what market I want to target. Sure. I don't want to get to five years time and I've just organically just gone in a direction that I had no control over. Sure. I want to know where I'm going now sure. and, and uh, work, work towards that. Um, when it comes to employees, um, I think you're packaging your culture. I think they respond to brands and I think um, pack and packaging because that's the kind of world we live in. Um, people want to be proud of who they work for and buy into what it stands for and you as an employer want people to buy into the qualities and the personality of your brand. Sure. Um, you're, you're creating something that people want to belong to. Sure. 
sure. It's as simple as that. That's the culture we live in. So you've got to do it for your own business. And as a self-employed person, you can just forget about all these things and think, well, I'm actually doing okay. But really, who are you? Who do you, who do you want to be? That's who, do bigger want, question. who do you want to be is the major yeah, question. Yeah. Isn't, you know what you are now, but yeah. who, where do you want to go? Be true, to, to, be? Be true to, who, to who you are as a brand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and get excited about who you want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And particularly when you walk into a space and you're proud, and when a business owner is extremely proud that, yeah, this is a true representation of everything that I believe in, that we believe in, that we're striving yeah. into. This uh, is what we get out of bed for in the morning. Yeah. This is what we're working six, seven days a week for sometimes. This sure. is what we're putting our heart and soul. This is what we're, you know, this is, this is what we create. So sometimes the benefits may be intangible for a business owner. So, you know, in terms of it, it's the, the sense of feel good that they get and that their customers get from actually being in that environment. Whether it, whether it be in a marketing suite or, as we said earlier, a retail environment or, yeah. or, um, or a restaurant. Or a restaurant, exactly. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Okay. So knowing, knowing your market is obviously critical. You really, really need to understand who are you trying to reach out to? Who's, who's that tribe of people that you, want, that you want to follow? Absolutely. And then, like, your brand must speak to your market. And if your market's high end, then your brand must be, reflect that. And if your mar- market is young and trendy, your brand has to reflect that too. Exactly. That's what people are buying into. So you need you need to align yourself with what your market is and what they're what they're looking for. So Teresa, uh, twenty twenty and Test Anford, uh, we have collaborated on a number of, of uh, projects together. It's been uh, it's been a privilege to work with you guys. One of the projects we've worked very closely on would be uh, Gareth Butchers, a well known brand in Limerick for the last number of years, based in Dordoyle and in Castle Troy. When we first started talking to you, we had a challenge in the Racefield store uh, and the challenge was around improving the, the customer journey, improving the customer experience and also taking the brand to the next level. And when we first started working with you, it was great to see your perspective that you brought to that particular project. The key challenge that we had, as you can remember, was, was, was the actual footprint, the size of the store. And, uh, you know, we really needed to do a lot with, with a very little amount of space. There was no space, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, really not. Yeah, no yeah, you're right. There was very little space and, and a lot of footfall coming into that store. But I think that we were able to, to stand back and look at the brand and also to, to really understand the customers that are coming through the doors and to understand their challenges. And we knew that time was, was of the essence for these people coming in the door. They needed, most of them needed to get in and get out, you know, in, in a relatively short period of time. So trying to, trying to carry the brand through. And making sure that the customer was, was, was comfortable in the environment was a challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, you had, to, you had like such a sh- small space, such a busy shop, and you literally had left and right, how do you captivate you know, that consumer and, yes. and get across and, like, and sell, 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 sell. Not just on the right-hand side of the meat counter, but anyone sure. that knows Gareth will know this in George Royal. Um, but it's, on the, it's on, the way, on the way up in the meat counter as you're queuing it's yeah. what's happening on the left hand side sure. and how is that speaking to you sometimes um, in, in, in particularly in that environment it was about kind of cleaning up so the yes. product because the product is so good at Garrett's that's on show and that's speaking yes. to the consumers it's yeah. jumping out you're hungry you're Absolutely. like oh my god I want to buy everything yes 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 everything it's like a carnivore sweet shop yes it looks so good yeah and then we kind of had fun with the graphics as well because a lot of my ideas influenced a lot of the work you'd already done. Absolutely. So we, we had a lot of fun there. Yeah, we did we actually. Well, yeah. you, you know, carrying through all of the all of the graphics across the wall, the yeah. back walls. Um, cuts. Yeah, the pursuit of perfect meat. And you know, we know Garrett and Fiona and, and their team were a joy to work with on the project. They understand the importance of their brand. 
and they understand that it's something that lives and breathes with their customers and that they keep innovating with it. So that was a great project to work on. We also worked on another project last year, which was, uh, which was another superb project, which was in Morrison's uh, in Ballysimon of Limerick, an institution in Limerick, in fact, dating back to 1896, I think, if I have my numbers correct. And again, the challenge there was to, to, to rebrand the organization, which we did, um, to position it for growth over the next few years, but to, to develop the brand in, a, in an extremely captivating way, both inside and out. So certainly a challenging project. It was, you know, considering what was there, what was existing sure. and how it didn't work. Um, we put huge emphasis, both yourselves and, and ourselves, uh, on customer journey. Yes. It's all about that. We put a big emphasis on the food trade because that's where it's heading now. It's exactly. all about food in bars. Yeah. Um, and how people move through the space and how people feel in the space. Like Morrison's was never going to be, oh, it's the new trendy, this is where to go. and Because yeah. it just wasn't that type of mm. clientele. So we looked at the market, you'd done your market research, mm. I got handed, you know, some great, some great notes. And uh, we met the client and, um, and it was about people. The biggest thing in Morrison's it was it needed to be homely. Yes. So if people are saying that your existing mm. customers are saying it's homely, it's warm, it's but it needs to be done up. Yes. Fine. You've got to keep those qualities in there because that's what it's about. That's sure. the experience. Sure. If you come in and you jigsaw Pinterest ideas that you've seen all around, yeah. um, like some designers, we do, see that out there. You yeah. Fluff around. Mm. You've got longevity of couple of months yeah. and it's gone yeah. it's gone and it's, it, you know you, you're, you, you invest so much in, in your business yeah. that you want to return on that yeah. and you want to still be in six years time seven years yeah, time and just keep pushing it and growing so true and, and, and Leo and Sandra uh, working on that project with them the brief was very clear from the start this needed to be a space that our customers continue to enjoy spending their time in yeah. And it needed to retain that homely feel. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to this podcast who hasn't been out there, I strongly suggest, you know, go out there, visit Morrison's and Bally Simon. Take a look for yourself. It's a, a project that Tess Stanford is extremely proud of. Her and her team have completed under um, a tight schedule as well. And we look forward to watching Morrison's blossom and grow over the next few years. So, uh, Teresa, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. We wish you and your firm all the best in 2017. I know you have a lot of extremely exciting projects um, coming up, both in Ireland and abroad. Uh, we'll certainly be watching and wishing you all the very best. Thank you. Thank you, Tony.